Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. That is so PJ. I is love it? it. No, I don't think that's me. I'm, I'm trying, you know, two episodes ago in episode two, I tried the NPR kind of voice, very soothing. Right. This time I was trying more of the, the, the shock jock. I don't know. I mean, did it work? <laughs> it did. You shocked me for sure. Yeah, it, it didn't work. Uh, I, I can tell on your face, man. Stop <laughs> lying to me. We're supposed to have an honest conversation. It here. is honest. You shocked me. I was like, okay, I see you. I <laughs> okay, see you. okay, okay. I, I guess it worked in the fact that I shocked you. Right. You didn't share me. Should I start every uh, podcast that way? You could start it in a different way. Oh. It's diversity, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying diverse ways. The, the episode three, I just went kind of normal. Ya me voy a hablar español. Oh, podemos hablar español, sí. All right. Yeah, I just said that, you know. Soon we're gonna just bust out in Spanish. Yeah, but we might alienate some people that way. Yeah, not everyone will. knows Spanish. Yeah, that's not cool. So we're we're, we're a, a podcast for everybody. Trying to be, trying to be. At mm-hmm. least here we go. How you doing, Curcio? I'm feeling good. I'm a little uh, tired. Not right. your fault. I hope not. Well, I mean, it's partially my <laughs> fault. I brought us together here to talk today. No, so. it's good. No, I enjoy our time together, and I. I love the fact that we're able to have honest and open conversations. Yeah, and today's going to be an open and honest conversation as well. Hey, listen, if you want to join in on this conversation, we'd love for you to email us at diversity, with a C, on a hill at gmail.com. So diversity on a hill at gmail.com. And I heard that we got an Instagram going. Yep, we have one going. I don't know how many pictures we'll have by the time uh, this recording comes out, but... <laughs> As of right now, I have one, but hopefully we'll have more. That's all right. And then you can go ahead and reach out with uh, to us. Again, let us know what you want us to talk about. If you have any questions, clarifying questions, uh, any particular comments, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Even if you disagree with us, we're cool with hearing from people. As long as you are respectful and you kind of follow our kind of ground rules for our podcast. That's right. All right. Well, hey, listen, welcome again. And we're now going to start our discussion, which is called On the Hill. So now we're on the hill. (laughs) No, the discussion isn't called On the Hill. No. For those of you who's first time listening, On the Hill is when we just dive into the topic that we're going to have today. And uh, today we're going to talk about racism versus prejudice. Racism. And I said versus, but as we talk about it, it may not be like they're against each other. Right. They're not opposites. I don't think they're opposites. I mean, basically, we're going to talk about what is a racist? What does that mean? Um, So we'd like to give some definitions here. So I'm going to start off with the definition of racism found in Merriam-Webster, a belief that the race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority Mm -hmm. of a particular race. That's definition number one. Number two, there's an A and a B, a doctrine or political program based upon assumptions of racism and designed to execute its principles, a political or social system founded on racism. But both of those have racism in them, so I don't know how those can be the definition of racism. 
I hear you. And listeners, don't worry. We're not going to be reading the dictionary. No, no, no. That We're is done. not our goal. I'm, well, I'm done. Now, <laughs> Kersey is going to read a definition. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you what, what prejudice is. What we really want to do is clarify terms, make sure that we're all understanding where we're coming from and what we're trying to address uh, as we spend this time together and have this awesome conversation. So uh, prejudice, according to the Oxford American Dictionary, uh, oh, is, you had to get fancy on me and go to Oxford, didn't nah, you? I didn't Thanks want to a go lot. to Thanks for one-upping me, buddy. It's the one that uh, <laughs> came up when I Googled it. All right, so <laughs> the idea is preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, they have additional ones, but I think that one encompasses where we're going to go with this conversation. So, again, uh, prejudice set is a preconceived opinion mm-hmm. that is not based on reason or actual experience. You know, this this gives me, and I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but not based on reason or experience. Mm. So if you have a, an idea that's based upon an experience or you have an internal reason, so it, does it cease to be prejudice? Because I've never read that definition before because I always thought prejudice was, I have this idea of something mm. that I don't like, but it's more of a, a an opinion or more of a, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Not opinion, but... Um, Perception? No. No. Um, and I... Uh, ah! <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and work it. So so, so here's, here's my thing with, with prejudice, uh-huh. right? We all have them. We, we do, but that's what I'm talking about. I might ha- but I have a prejudice that Taco Bell is better than Del Taco. Okay. Right? And so there's certain things at Del Taco that I'm prejudiced for, but it's based on a, an experience. So according to the definition, is it not prejudice now? Now is it something else? A preference? Yeah, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like an I. Hmm. This is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear what they're saying. It's not yeah. based on reason or actual experience. Okay. So, okay. So, so when you say reason, we can have reasons to have our prejudice. Still makes it a prejudice. But then even if you don't have the actual experience. So what if I've had a bad experience? Okay. And now I have an idea that may not be necessarily correct, mm-hmm. but it's based upon my experience. So then I guess my question is, does it cease to be prejudice at that point and become racism at that point? Oh, now I guess it depends if you're talking about race. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So here's here's another... Well, we're talking sub- about racism and uh, versus... Right, right, right. And, and, and this is a sub... Uh, definition, mm-hmm. all right? So I, I guess I'll share this one because it might help a little bit. It says, dislike, hostility, or unjust behavior deriving from unfounded opinions. Okay. All right. So maybe that'll, clar- you know, clarify it a little bit more. I, you know, and, and, and we'll talk more about this as, as we, we go through. Since we're talking about racism, mm-hmm. right, prejudice now we're going to have to put it under the umbrella of how I perceive other people of other races. Okay. Okay. So when you go to that part, then it's actually the idea that some people have that 
I don't know. Uh, Dominicans are players. Hmm. Okay. Like, like all Dominican guys are players. Okay. Right. Uh, I grew up with that idea. Some people thought that we were just out for game. That's mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but a lot of the people who had that idea never actually had an actual experience or dated one. Okay. So, right. so they were just basically pumping their heads. So that's prejudice. Correct. Where I have a preference due to preconceived ideas that may not be correct. Okay. So what if uh, a girl had had an experience with a Dominican man who was a player? Is it now prejudice or is it something else? I would say it's something else. Okay. It was her experience. Because, see, that particular Dominican man was a player. Yeah. Well, now we're getting into, is the dictionary word this? <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to start uh, getting on the hill about the dictionary. Maybe yeah, that'll yeah. be another You episode. know, this is the problem with this being uncut with me and, and, and Curcio, is that we're friends and we just start talking and it takes us places. We don't know where it's going to take us. So yep, we, we apologize sure for that. Let's get back to racism versus bias. Um, but really, I, I really wanted to talk about racism because in the previous three conversations we've had, we end up going into racism and kind of where that is biblically. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of want to tackle this one before we go any further, because eventually we end up coming to this. So racism. Yeah, I mean, it's a big problem. And racism exists, though. Some people believe racism really might not exist. Yes. Okay. Um, but racism does exist, and it's something that we have to deal with in this country, uh, and we should deal with it. Yeah. Now, I'm, now, now, I'm sorry. I mean to interrupt you. No, go. It's not just in this country. Oh, racism yeah. is happening all over the world. Well, I was going to get there at some I, point. I yeah. mean, and, and, and the reality of, of this experience is that it happens within all races, pretty much. Mm. So, so I, I mean, it, it baffles me when Dominicans are racist towards other Dominicans. How is that possible, though? Thank you. That's my point. No, no, no. No, I, no, I understand. So I come from a Puerto Rican background. I wasn't born there. I was born in Orlando, but my, my family was all born there. So I went there very regularly, and I saw bias, and I saw racism, and I saw prejudice. Mm -hmm. When I would visit, I saw it within the churches that we had here, and it often had to do with skin color. Yes. It, it, it really did. That, mm -hmm. Or maybe a socioeconomic status as well, which is something we need to get into because I, I do believe that some of the things we qualify as racism aren't always racism. Agreed. I, that, that's my personal belief. Yeah. I, I believe mm -hmm. that some racism is it's more classism or it's more culture based okay so i believe that sometimes we lump everything into racism and we aren't looking behind the true intentions of that person or that group that's fair All and right? that's why listening is one of our one of our uh, rules ground rules yeah you but it's so weird to me so so let's say there's a dominican and another dominican how is that racism if there's the same race because if the definition that you just read is talking about well, it didn't talk about skin color. It didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But it still baffles me. Like, we're from the same country. Now, granted, I was born in New York, so mm -hmm. I guess I can't. 
both of my parents are Dominican, mm-hmm. and I, I can't claim the Dominican Republic like that to that extent because, again, uh, I was born here in the States. But the concept that within our own country, mm-hmm. people are racist because some people are, uh, are lighter shade or they have different color eyes uh, than somebody else. Like, to me, makes no sense. Well, let's face it. It, it really does come back from your origin. Right. It's th- sure. they're they're going way back to a, even further than their actual race is now and back to their origin mm-hmm. and a pure origin. Um, and so confession time here. I don't think my mother will ever listen to this podcast. So <laughs> thank goodness. But my mother had some biases mm-hmm. and some prejudices mm-hmm. and maybe even a little bit of racism, dare I say. OK. Uh, and she loved the idea that our family was. From Europe, from Spain. Mm. She loved to talk about the Spain in our culture. Kind of ignoring what my hair looks like when it's fully grown. <laughs> I saw pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's total Afro. Let me tell you that. Looks good. Um, I love it. Not now. My forehead's too big. I, now it looks really weird. But when I had a normal-sized forehead, it was wonderful. I loved my hair. Nice. Um, but so, But she loved that idea of this kind of purity of spain mm-hmm. which sounds bad when we're talking about race <laughs> the pure race <laughs> a don't, little don't bit. get me wrong now now i love my mother and but we all we all have some issues and so that's what i'd love to get into is racism what exactly is it what does it mean why are we racist where does it come from i mean there, there's a lot to, to unpack here there is there is and i have a question all right i'll try to answer all right so should we take a musical break to kind of, if there's any tension and buildup, to maybe kind of diffuse it? Or do you want to just... Do, do you mean, like, I'm not tense. Are you tense? I'm not tense. I'm Are you good. talking about the listener, maybe? Yeah, the listener. Maybe they need to calm that. down yeah, a little bit? Yeah, well, I don't know if they need to calm down, but I'm just saying, you know, this is one of those conversations that are uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Nah, let's let's go straight into it, man. All right, sounds good. Well, let's keep going then. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? My question is, have you ever experienced racism? So... I think so. Okay. And I'll I'll be honest with you. I think so. I don't know so. Okay. My parents uh, shared with me sometimes where they felt like they were experiencing racism, mm-hmm. but I try to be ob- I try to be an objective person, and I remember them sharing some stories where my father didn't get a promotion, and they were speculating whether it was because he had an accent, mm-hmm. um, or whether because he was Spanish mainly because of the accent thing because like i said we're we're lighter puerto ricans and so at face value especially when i talk cuz i don't i don't have you know the spanish accent mm-hmm. um i have an american accent so on face value no one really knows what i am it, that's just the way and some people say well, I, i'm not sure what you are or what so I don't, I've never had to face it on face value. There was a time where I was pulled over and me and a friend were together and we were both had Hispanic backgrounds and both of us had our hair grown out. So it, it was obvious that I wasn't, uh, you know, white Mm -hmm. per se. And I didn't feel like the cops were treating us well. Mm -hmm. But once again, being objective, I had no proof or I had no evidence 
to know whether it was a racist concept or whether it was two college guys that he thought were punks that were out a little too late at night. Yeah. So I can't tell you I have okay. without with, with certainty. I can tell you that there's a chance. Now, I know with you, that's probably a different story because you are a darker complexion. Correct. So my question is you, have you encountered <laughs> racism? <laughs> I have. Right. And actually, it was at a at a pretty young age. Mm. It was very interesting because we uh, moved on to Miami mm. uh, when I was seven years old, uh, pretty much. And um, at the church w- that we went to, it was a Spanish church. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, of course, you know, kids. They're going to, you know, like girls, guys, girls, you know, what have you. And um, there was a, a particular girl that I liked. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name her. Mm-hmm. And um, was she Susan. was she. Was <laughs> Susan, Susan, you're out there. No, I, I have no. You idea. know, I honestly, I'm just making that up. I honestly <laughs> don't know that I knew a Susan when I was that, that all right. age. All right, sorry. All right, so derailed idea, us. <laughs> so the idea is, um, she was Cuban. Mm. So we're still Spanish, still in the Latin culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. I liked her. I wanted to get to know her. I mean, I was a little kid. So it's like, you know, puppy love and mm-hmm. stuff. But anyhow, the idea was my dad and her dad were, quote unquote, close friends. Mm. And um, would you believe that I believe it was seven days mm-hmm. that we were like puppy love, boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. And her dad. Talked to my dad and said, if our kids continue down this road of liking each other, basically, mm. you and I aren't going to be friends anymore. Really? Yes. At seven years old? Yeah. Oh, no, I was a little older than that. Uh, okay. Uh, by then. Okay, I'm okay. just talking about like when I moved down to Miami. I got how you. How that okay. was. But the idea was um, it took seven days. That's mm. it. That's all it lasted. And I remember my dad telling me, you're not going to be with this girl because you're not going to ruin my friendship with this guy. Hmm. Really? Yeah. And mm. I didn't fully understand what was happening. Right. But then later on, because my, my, my best friend growing up, he's Cuban mm-hmm. and he's darker than I am. Mm-hmm. And he told me mm-hmm. that back in Cuba, lighter tone or lighter hued people mm-hmm did not intermingle with the darker mm. hued people people and to me it was like you got to be kidding me we're all latin americans now mind you i was born here in the states so right. so that whole concept of of you know not being able to mingle with other people because of race or whatever i didn't i wasn't fully immersed in that because i was also in the latin community within america mm-hmm. not necessarily in the uh, in the crossfires, if you will, mm-hmm. of African-American and Caucasian mm-hmm. races, right? So I experienced it firsthand. And that's just one of many stories mm-hmm. that I can share where, because like we talked about in, in previous episodes, you know, I get confused with being African-American often. Mm-hmm. And it's not until I start speaking Spanish that then they're like, <gasps> Who are you? Right, what are right. you? You're like, I don't even know what to do with you now. Like, you're an alien. <laughs> alien alert. Oh, no. You know, like, like that kind of idea. Well, they had so this, this, they had this preconceived idea. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you busted so, it up. So it's very, it's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things that I look at and I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either, especially within 
you know, the Hispanic culture, which has been had its own share of racism shared towards it. But I think that's why we and we alluded to this uh, our last episode, too, about that's why I feel like this there's such a heart issue and a sin issue here. Yes. And I know it's controversial to some because when you say racism is a heart issue, they say, well, we need to name the sin before we can go forward. I 100 percent agree with that. But at the same time, you know, even within the same cultures, we have racism in it, which shows that it's, you know, it's deeper. It's it's ingrained in us. Yeah. I mean, it's something that. Okay, if I would have reacted differently to that circumstance, Mm -hmm. I would have been very prejudiced Mm -hmm. against Cubans Mm -hmm. because like how on earth. Are you going to look down on me because I'm darker mm-hmm. than you, right? Yeah. Um, thank God that that's not the case, right? right. And, and I acknowledge color. It exists. I mean, look at nature. It's a whole bunch of colors. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jesus definitely, you know, God was definitely on it <laughs> when mm-hmm. it came to being colorful. Um, but my point is you get these prejudices ideas but then at the same time i believe that the way you reach racism Mm -hmm. is when you're acting on that prejudice Mm. okay that's when you that's when you so when your prejudice turns into actions towards a person that's when you're racist when it comes to the color of their skin okay yeah because think about it It well it's not just color of their skin though because racism the definition is against another race technically now, most racism we see is actually based upon color of skin. Right. But now, it, to go back to the question you asked earlier, right. if it's within the same race, how yeah. is it, you know, what do you call it? Well, I, th- I, th- I still think it's racism, but like I said, they're trying to take it to, well, that person is mixed with this. That's why they're darker mm-hmm, or that's mm-hmm. why they're lighter. Right. Because even within the Hispanic community, there's so many different hues. Well, I mean, we're mixed with so many things. Yeah. I mean, we Indian, have Indian, Sp- Spaniard, African, 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 uh, yeah, Spanish, yeah, German, Caucasian, yeah, German I mean, yeah. in some, in some, you know. So there's all of that. Right. So in actuality, Latinos are like mutts. We are the melting pot. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the idea. That's why you know you look at us and it's like whoa, you know, what do you make? What do you make of us? But I. I, I it's one of those things that, that I look at and I'm like, you know, it, it stinks that racism exists in the world, period. But to me, it was like a double whammy when it was within our own Latin culture, number one. And number two, within the church. I'm talking about people who were in the church. Well, and let's face it, that's, we're a church family, so within our own family. Yeah. However... You know, this brings me to a point because your story that you're sharing with me, um, there's some there's some parallels even in my own family with this, but nothing that I had to face, something that my mother was accused of. And this okay. is where we talked about mm-hmm. my brother dated a Dominican girl in high school and she was dark and she did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And my brother continued to date her out of spite. <laughs> right. And so even within my own family, I saw it, maybe not necessarily expressed towards me, mm-hmm. but expressed <laughs> out from us, which is, I mean, it's a little tough to say, you know. Of course. Uh, but 
I saw the prejudice and I saw some of the biases that my mom had. Mm -hmm. And I knew where some of those biases and those prejudices came from. Mm -hmm. Most people called that racism. It's mm -hmm. hard for me to call my mom a racist, but I know there's some there's a little bit of that in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? right. And and I know where and I know where she came up with some of these ideas. She even shared with me where some of these ideas came from. And some of it's a little heartbreaking, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we we need to realize that racism is alive and well, even within our own cultures, even within our own families at times, mm -hmm. and even within our own church. Yep. Which bring you know, which is why it's so important we talk about this. Yes. I, f I believe it's important we talk about this. I agree. Especially where we're at now in America. Mm -hmm. Now, I will. I, I, so let me ask you this Racism in America, how do you view it? Okay. Uh, what do you mean? Let me give you a clarifying thing because with, with what's happening now, mm -hmm. there does seem to be a feeling by some that America is being blamed a lot. Okay. For instance, there's the things, well, America was built on the backs of slaves. Mm -hmm. Or that racism is so terrible here, and we need to, you know, we're we're we need to realize our dark, terrible history, and, and comments like that. So, it it makes it seem like when you're here that racism in America is this hideous problem that many other parts don't have, which we've talked about. So I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. All right. So so when you when you're asking me then. What, how do I view it here in the States? Yeah. You know, my mentality is. Mm. I love it when I make you think. Yeah. I, I, I want to make sure Or maybe sure I'm that, confusing you. No, no, no. It's not, it's not so much confusing. I, I honestly never really sat down to really think how I felt about mm -hmm. racism in the world period. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it's just, like I said before, it doesn't make sense and it makes even greater, uh, less sense. Right. <laughs> That's the right way to say it. But when it comes to within cultures and especially within the church, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it boils down to, and, and this is not a cop-out answer, but this is just the reality of how I see things through my lens, which is it's, it's, it's obviously sin. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, that, I mean, you gotta be kidding me when you think you're superior to somebody else because of the color of your skin. What? Like you even control that. Yeah. Like, like, and, and then there's always that statement. What happens when you, when you peel the skin back, it all looks the same, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, I, I don't comprehend as much. I think it's more of a, when, when, when I stop to, to really think about it as I'm trying to process out loud, right? Cause mm -hmm. we're uncut. <laughs> <laughs> the, <I> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your patience. Uh, to me, it's that whole concept where, and, and I got I should I should investigate this so so you know hey shoot me an email about this if if I'm off or if I'm off I'll I'll clarify it later but the idea is this cultures and traditions in essence battle for superiority mm. cultures and traditions like like okay. in the sense of and and and, and again I, I may while you talk I'm probably gonna look it up just so I can clarify what I'm trying to say but I don't remember if the statement was race kind of creates that tension to be superior, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's a driving force behind racism. Mm -hmm. And normally it is, I am better than you. Mm -hmm. And in battling for that superiority, 
is what's at the root of racism. Mm. And that sounds like a sin problem because that sounds like what the devil tried to do. Thank you. So that's yeah. why I'm saying like I go that route because just just in my background and, and my lens is normally filtered through the Bible and through Christianity. Right. But I'm saying and I want to look it up because I, I know where I had read it and I had thought about it, but it's not coming to me right now fully and it's not clear. So let me let me look it up while you go ahead and, right. and talk about what it what does it look like to you? Well, so. Obviously, once again, my parents are Puerto Rican, and I had the the privilege of visiting there many times. I went to uh, Hispanic churches Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much growing up until I got to high school. So I got to see the dynamics in there. And I felt like I was was a man in two cultures, right? At home, it was all Puerto Rican culture, Puerto Rican food. We talk Spanish and all that kind of stuff. But then when I went to school, I, I went to school primarily with Caucasians, right? So I was always stuck in this this in between world, and so I feel like sometimes I'm I'm able to to look at things from dual perspectives, mm-hmm. and I I sometimes am uneasy when we blame our country for being so racist mm-hmm. and the history that it comes from. Yes, it is. Yes, we have a race problem, and yes, we have a lot of things that we need to fix from our history mm-hmm. and a lot of things we need to acknowledge. But I also believe that this country has given me and my family an amazing blessing that has allowed me to rise above that racism mm-hmm. that may exist here, where in other countries, I'm not sure that exists. And okay. I want to make sure that I'm fair uh, to, to that argument as a whole. And that's where my, my things come from. So I lived in Thailand for three years. Okay. And racism there was just as rampant. Really? Yeah. And and it was for color of skin as well. The darker ones were seen as lesser because they were seen as the workers. Right? Right. So even within their own race, they had issues. Or if someone from another country came, they kind of viewed them as maybe some might view Hispanic immigrants that come here who might not be legal. And so all those dynamics were there in Thailand while I was there and I could see them. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that they didn't acknowledge it as much. They just were like, yeah, that's kind of a way of life. Right. There wasn't this huge social we need to change things. And so that's where I view where America actually has a little bit of an upper hand mm-hmm. in some of these instances because they acknowledge it and they say we have this problem. Mm-hmm. But I also believe, at least in my life personally, because of where my, my parents came from, they came from Puerto Rico. Born citizens, by the way, American citizens that most people don't know, but mm-hmm. still they were, you know, because of their accent and their lack of uh, the mastery of the li- English language, mm-hmm. they probably didn't make it as far up the ladder as my dad was capable of going. Makes sense. But he worked hard and he put his head down. He put me through Christian private schools, sent me to college. And I personally don't feel like I have to deal with any of those issues because of what he went through. And I don't believe that would have been necessarily possible in a lot of other places other than the United States of America. So Mm -hmm. I do want to say, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm not candy coated and saying we don't have problems here. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But I I, I like to have a balanced approach Mm -hmm. when it comes to racism in America. Right. Right. It exists. We have problems and, you know, there's things we need to address, and I want to talk about a few of those, but yeah, so, are you looking something up there? Yeah, so 
I, I kind of got a, a better idea and and it, it's it's in this whole concept uh particularly with with the Nazis right when when that was going on they were the quote unquote superior race and that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to do is eradicate all of the other quote unquote weaker races mm-hmm. and so it's this concept that um the the desire the human desire to identify then what it does it creates that um that temptation for superiority mm-hmm. so when we're identifying race mm-hmm. now what ends up happening is we're we we're tempted to go ahead and say well this race is superior than the other one then why right and it's just it's just one of that one of those things where i'm trying to say you know i'm greater than thou mm-hmm. but then this is where i turn back because of my background and what i understand when it comes to the spiritual realm this is exactly what satan wanted Mm-hmm. Right. He wanted to be greater than God. Mm-hmm. So so to me, it still boils down to it, it's the sin issue of I and self wanting to be greater than everyone else. Yeah. And and that desire then gets because here's the funny thing about racism. When have I ever said or when would I think or or, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. I don't feel this way, but this is just me making a statement. When will I ever say that any particular race is greater than mine? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I have never heard someone say that. <laughs> it's highly unlikely. Right. You're going you're gonna to go on the side of your race. Mm-hmm. That's the side that you're going to err, if you will, on. National pride or pride in one's... Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we talked about before, being uh, sons of immigrants. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we see this concept. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, but I've seen it where people who immigrate uh, or migrate to the United States, then they attach even more to where they came from. Mm-hmm. And in trying not to forget where they came from and, quote unquote, who they are, mm-hmm. they try to hold on to those traditions and those cultures that they had. Because it's like I, I know where I came from, and I'm not going to change only because I came to America. Now that opens up a whole lot of lines of conversation as well. Right, and I'm not trying to go there, no, but no. what I'm trying to say is, you're not going to say I'm going to go to America and I'm going to become an American because they are a greater race than I am. No, but they do say there's greater opportunities in America. That's correct, but that is again because I want a better living. Right. But I'm not saying that Americans are better than Dominicans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my parents definitely didn't think that when they came over here. Right. Right. And but we do hear and, and I'm going to say it. Say it. This is diversity on a hill. All right. Let's say it. I'm waiting. That the idea of America or Americans, especially when they're on vacation in other countries, mm-hmm. is that we feel we're better than everybody else. Mm hmm. And the funny thing is, it doesn't matter what color that American is. Mm. Just the mere fact that they are American mm-hmm. already gives us that aura of we're superior to everybody else. Right. Okay. So I'm just saying this to, to kind of point out that race and trying to to, to uplift or, or identify a particular race mm-hmm. is not going to lead us to 
like like it's a man-made thing that ultimately ends up in, in what's a, a man-made thing? complex thing what's a man-made thing i would say this whole race thing okay because when jesus created adam and eve or god uh, just, jesus you know, can jesus is god yeah, yeah i know yeah. i know but the idea we is, believe in that <laughs> but the idea is <laughs> they created adam and eve they didn't create a race they were well, they created the human race okay. human beings but it wasn't till later i mean think about this we don't know we weren't there yeah. right but we we some scholars argue that the mark that cain received after killing abel mm -hmm. was one that he was a different color than everybody else unfounded that's right but total. that's just that's just you know what they say this yeah. is some some of the the arguments right right but the point is this people didn't actually split up until they went to at babel right right and then that's when all of this started happening based on where we lived the climate was the one that impacted the pigmentation of our skin. Mm -hmm. So so all I'm saying is I feel that this whole trying to identify with a particular race is more man-made okay. than God-made. Well, I, I believe that too. And with the sin problem now, con you know, stacked on, on top of that, now we're talking about I'm greater than you. Mm. When we attach ourselves to a, what I'm hearing, what I think I'm hearing, mm -hmm. when we attach ourselves to a certain race or to a certain identity, then we are in danger of becoming prideful of that race and that identity. Yeah, you nailed it. It's an interesting argument because I know that, you know, I've heard certain arguments like, we're not, we're not races, we're, there's only one race, the human race, which makes sense to me. Um, but other people think that that's a kind of a cop-out or a, you know, not, not seeing the, the full picture. Okay. And I, so I, I just want to make sure that I, I want to make sure that people know we know that argument. I want to be sensitive to that argument as well, because like, like I said, I want to see both sides mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that we're not offending people to the, the way that they'll run away. Uh, no. And, and again, this is our opinion. And this is why we want to hear from you. You yeah. want you to connect with us again, diversity with the C on a hill. Mm -hmm. All right, at gmail.com. Again, diversity on a hill at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can also hit us up on our Instagram. Yeah. And, and the idea is look, we want to have an open and honest conversation. We don't believe we know it all, and we don't think that we got it all figured out. Again, like we said, we're going to make mistakes along the way because we're uncut. Yeah. You know, we're like uncut. this is just straight up, we're not scripting these. Uh, we're really just being honest and speaking straight from the heart. So, so the idea is look, not trying to offend anybody, but these are conversations that we want to shed light on. Yeah, we want people to be having these conversations in a way that, you know, brings people united. All right, let's 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 go back to this racism, though. Go ahead. So here's something that I had shared with you off, off mic at one point. Um, I think it was off mic. That racism, that some of the things people think are racist aren't really racist, and we lump certain behaviors into racism that aren't really racism. Okay. So let me give you an example. I think that some of the things we lump into racism actually have to do more with social economic status. So yes, that happens. I also think that some of the things we lump people for being racist for are actually cultural things. Definitely. <clears throat> so if I'm, un if I'm uncomfortable with someone's culture, I'm really upset about their culture, not their race. Mm -hmm. And so we, I, 
I'd like to explore that a little bit with you because I, I don't know what, what you think about that because I do believe f- my example is always, hey, listen, the the modern picture of the Republican Party, I'm not going to get into all this stuff. Please don't tell me the history and all. I, I know all those arguments. But the modern picture of the, the Republican Party is, is, is one of mainly white males in power, mm-hmm. basically. Now, there's always, there are some, you know, African-Americans that are in the Republican Party and that are often looked at and, and accepted. And part, part of that is because of their beliefs. Mm-hmm. If they believe differently, they probably wouldn't be as accepted in that, in that arena, political arena. We're talking political arena. Exactly. So, so to me, sometimes people aren't, I think, I think you get what I'm saying. They're not really racist. They're just like, hey, listen, if you're going to act like me, I don't care what color skin you are coming in. And, th- and that's true. We, we tend to be with people that we're comfortable with. Right. Who we can relate to. And a lot of times, people of different colors or people of different languages, obviously, we can't relate to as well. Yes. So is that a form of racism or is it a form of what I would call culturism? And, and that's a good question. My thinking is, again, if we go back to the idea of superiority, mm-hmm. then it is a form of racism because I'll tell you why. Okay. In, in my opinion, again. Right. You sense that. When somebody is trying to make you to fit in, you you are going to be like this. Mm-hmm. So there's that concept where where African Americans uh, call their fellow African Americans traitors, if you will, when they go ahead and they try to act like another culture. Do you see where I'm coming from with that? Yeah. But I, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and I do have a little bit of a problem with that because just because another Puerto Rican thinks differently than me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say they vote differently than me. I'm not going to call them a traitor because they think or vote differently than me. That's, but that's me. That's, that's, I, I don't, I don't think that way. I think, okay, well, I don't agree with them and I don't understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but I, I, so continue your thought there. Yeah. So so you really you know when you really get a sense for where somebody stands mm-hmm. when they have a child. It helps a lot, yeah. And then somebody has a preference or a prejudice, mm-hmm. right? Which is unfounded, is what we said based on the definition, right? Mm-hmm. Of an idea that they have. But then they say, for instance, in my experience in the story that I shared earlier, mm-hmm. it was racist of him. Mm-hmm. To say, I don't want my lighter-skinned daughter mm-hmm. to be with this darker-toned boy. Right. So he was he had a prejudice mm-hmm. or a preference, right, that was founded maybe, I don't know. Did, did he not want his grandchildren to be mixed? Like, like, like what, is, what is the argument behind that? But you really don't see that. I think that when you're trying to impose on somebody in order for you to be a part of this you have to do it this way okay i I agree with you there when you're imposing on someone i agree with that 100 Mm -hmm. but where where i'm coming from is when you're not imposing on it and you you're willing to accept them in do you see what i'm saying so like let's say i'm when people move to a different country Mm -hmm. and this is one of the reasons like or anyways they move to a different country Mm -hmm. so when like Spanish people move to this country. A lot of the times people get upset when they don't try to learn English. Yes. 
And I get why they get upset. Okay. They're coming to a country where the in, where it is the English language is the official language. Mm-hmm. I I would expect that if someone moves here, they are going to try to at least speak the language if they're moving here for good. If they're just moving here for a year or two, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. And I understand the fact that if you're moving to a different country, you need to respect that culture and not think... This is why Americans sometimes are viewed in other countries as thinking themselves superior because they go to another country and just say, no, I'm American. This is the way I do it in America. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we think, well, of course, they're going to think we're jerks. Well, they also say, why don't you speak English? Right. Yeah. That has been part of what's been reported. Sure. Right. But like when we go to other countries and we don't even try to communicate with them, we're seen as um, Americans are seen as, you know, elitist. Or full of themselves. Yeah. So how come that same argument can't be used against someone who's moving to this country? I, I'm all for. I think we should embrace all cultures, because I believe all of our cultures are beautiful. I believe Mm -hmm. we're created in the image of God. Yes. You have a great quote on that, but that's for later. That's for later. Um, uh, In the image of God, and it takes us all to show His glory, Mm -hmm. not just one, and not just. And so I believe we can come together and share these cultures. However, if I'm unwilling to move from my culture to stay true to my culture, it's hard to do when I'm not living in my place of origin. So your argument is that it's more a uh, traditional, like how do you treat quote unquote racism when it all gets lumped, lump summed into racism and it really has to do more with culture? Is that, is that what I'm, if I'm, am I hearing you right? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't think everything that we deem as racist is actually racist. I believe some of it's more of a cultural thing. So in in essence, if someone knew I was Puerto Rican, they'd be like, oh, sure, whatever. Yeah, no big deal. Now, if I was speaking to them in Spanish and I, ref- not refused, but I wasn't their picture of what they're comfortable with, mm-hmm. they might like, oh, look at that. That guy's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? There would yeah, be a difference yeah. in the way that I act. And there is... There is some problems with that as well. That's mm. a big problem. That problem is probably as big as racism. Right, right. But I believe it's misconstrued as in, you know, because like I said, they're willing to accept some mm-hmm. and but not others. And uh, yeah. Am am I am I playing semantics? No, uh, well, not not so much. It's just I, I hear where you're coming from. It's just kind of hard to 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 separate it. In a sense, mm-hmm. like when we're saying we don't want to lump some everything and call it racism. Um, but there's certain behaviors mm-hmm. that are driven due to the color of somebody's skin or their race. Yes, yes. that's pure racism. If, if you are making an assumption because of their skin or because of an accent, mm-hmm. I believe that's racism. However, if they're making that assumption only because they don't dress a certain way or because they're too loud Mm -hmm. or because they, do you know what I'm saying? Then that's not necessarily racist. Okay. So you're saying, let's, let's say that they say Latin people are always late. Yes. And I can't stand that because my mom was always late. (laughs) My mom was always late. I have to be early now. And and you are timely. You are timely. Um, oh that's something I'm still working on. But the idea <laughs> is this, you know. So you're saying that that kind of comment mm-hmm. isn't racism. 
I think it manifests as racism. I think it's more about the culture because let's say I'm always on time, right? Because that's my mom drove me crazy. So I needed to be on time. So I want to be on time. I even want to be early if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to be look, look at me and go, oh man, can you believe that Puerto Rican guy? He just, he just came on time <laughs> because he wants to show me up. No. If I was late, they might associate it with Puerto Rican because of maybe some other experience they had with someone. But to me, they're not judging me. Uh, Yeah. So there's, there's, I think there's a cultural element and that's in there that we do attribute to race sometimes. And and sometimes that culture turns into racism. Right. But, but see, here's where I'm trying to say if, if it's semantics or not, I mean, it's one of those things where, race and culture kind of go hand in hand they they do yeah they do race and culture do go, do go hand in hand so so if race and culture go hand in hand then it makes it difficult to separate the behaviors of a particular race but what if that race has come come to america and embrace the american culture do they cease to be that race that's a fair question. That's a that's, that's a fair question because again, you came here because you wanted to do you wanted better opportunities, right? And America offers you that. It mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity that that if you work work hard, you know, you can achieve basically whatever you put your mind to. It's kind of the mm-hmm. idea, right? The American dream of yeah. just being able to just succeed, right? Mm-hmm. No matter the circumstances. So 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 that concept I, I get it, but do they have to though? If they come, if they achieve the dream that they wanted without speaking English or doing it fluently or well, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is it, is it a requirement? And then it's like, who gives the authority to an American? So me, I was born here. I'm an American. Mm-hmm. And somebody speaking in, I don't know, uh, Portuguese, you know, I'm going to walk over to them and be like, yo, welcome to America. Speak English, yo. You know, like, like what gives me the right to go over and say that to them. No, I, and I don't think that should happen, obviously. I will play the flip side of this, however, because sure. I like to look at both sides. That's all right. Just for argument's sake. No, if okay. an American went to a different country to live forever mm-hmm. and he never learned that language, that American would be seen and talked about like they're arrogant and they don't have to change. Would they, though? Yes. Okay. Because we just travel and we're seen as arrogant because we don't try to learn a few phrases. Well, it's more because we tell people, like, y'all don't speak English. <laughs> we ask him. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've traveled a fair amount and I've, I've seen it both ways, right? I, I have. I have. Yeah. I stay in the Caribbean, so I don't, yeah. I don't really have no, that. I've been to Europe stuff. and they, they, awesome. they'll look at you a little, like, France looks at you a little weird. They want you to try. <clears throat> um, so... But what I'm saying is, is that's the kind of mentality. I, I feel like sometimes there is a little bit of a double standard. Mm-hmm. And some of that double standard is because of the American history and there was slavery and there were things that there were times where arrogant and the American culture does once and, again think it's superior in certain ways as we've established that most cultures think they are. But I, I think, again, and, and I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but this this is kind of where, where I say history <laughs> plays a role into this. Mm-hmm. I also believe that people have a preconceived idea mm-hmm. that that 
a white person, for instance, has to be racist just because they're white, because history said this is what they did. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that. Okay. I don't believe we should treat or, or have that prejudice mm -hmm. against whites or Caucasians only because of what history said. You see, and that's part of the challenge that I have um, when we say, what is your driver? Is it your, is it your, your beliefs? Mm -hmm. Is it your culture? Like, what is your driver? And if your driver is Christianity then you should never try to lump somebody into this idea only because of what history has, quote unquote, taught us. Right. And, and that's why I said I extend uh, grace, if you will, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes even sympathy to my Caucasian brothers and sisters, my friends, you know, because, man, you are being held responsible for things that you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And I understand the frustration. Mm -hmm. And it's not that whites don't get treated any which way. If a white person or a Caucasian person, I, I don't want to offend anybody, walks into a black neighborhood that is labeled as a bad neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, uh, violence wise. Right. It's kind of what bad is. Right. But the idea is it's like you crazy. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And th and this is kind of what what I'm saying. They experience it, too maybe less frequently mm -hmm. but the idea is you, you, they're being held responsible for things nowadays they did not do things that their ancestors did because that's what was being done yeah there was a cult there was a cultural norm back then but also they're all they're also being held we're also being held responsible i'm going to throw me as in, in in every demographic here also being held responsible because there is Flat out racism today. I saw a video the other day about a guy standing outside holding a Black Lives Matter. He was a white guy. And the amount of vitriol and hate towards this Caucasian mm -hmm. who was putting this Black Lives Matter and some of the things they said about blacks to him, it it was just pure hate and racism, 100%. Right. And, and, and so I believe there's still some of that... Um, and so we need to make sure that we're aware of that as well. Yes, yes. You, you I'm not saying I'm not trying to downplay. No, it. no. I know you're. Not, I know you're not. I'm clarifying. No, no. I appreciate it. And, <laughs> and but what I what I am trying to to get at is it goes in in a in a myriad of directions, mm -hmm. and the way we're going to be able to handle this truth mm -hmm. of racism is when we filter human beings. Through the eyes of God. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I, I want to share a biblical story sure. here real quick. But I'm going to ask you this question to kind of lead into it. Are, uh, are racist people bad? Define bad. Like, you want me to define it in, a, in the biblical sense? Because that's kind of where, where my filter goes. Like, that's, that's where I, what I go through. I'm, I'm just saying, if, if someone said to you, that person's racist— are you thinking, eh, probably a good person? Probably not. Right. So, so in essence, our first thought is race. A racist person is bad. Is a bad. Yeah. Okay. That that's fair. I'm gonna ask you this backup question. I wanted to ask you this first. But sure. Maybe. All right. Another time. Are you a racist? I would I would say, because of my experience, 
No. Okay. I'm I'm not. I I see color, mm-hmm. but to me, again, because I filter it through the Bible, mm-hmm. they're a child of God. Like right. at the end of the day, that's that's my truth. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that I don't have prejudice. Mm-hmm. I do have prejudice. Mm-hmm. So do I consider myself a prejudiced person? Yes. Do I consider myself a racist? No. Okay. How about you? I hope not. Okay. I, I'll put it. I'll put it that way because it probably depends on who's defining. Because, like you said, are there biases in my life? I I I totally acknowledge that there are biases in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, some that I, uh, you know, work on, on shedding. Mm-hmm. You know, some. I think everyone has seen someone from a distance and made an assertion. True. At, at some point, and I'll say I could I could see a Spanish person from a distance and make an assertion that's based on a bias. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to. That's why I like to. That's where my argument was coming from before is to sometimes we race lump things that aren't racist into a racist worldview. And this is why we define racism and prejudice, because to me, what you just described is not racism it's prejudice Mm -hmm. where you have you saw somebody, you have this preconceived idea. And then you made a determination or a judgment based on that. To me, that's not racism. Well, it can also be based on upon experience, which is maybe when we move it from prejudice into bias. Oh, sure, bias. There you go. Because that's when prejudice ceases to be prejudice. There you go. Okay. But racism mm-hmm. is when you see that person, you come to your conclusion, and then you go and you treat them a certain way because of... Okay, let me ask you this. All right, this is going to get deep. Go ahead. So I know you said that everyone's feels they're superior and that their culture is superior. We all kind of have that feeling. Right. No one's going to say... Innately, yes. Yeah, no one's going to say that culture is superior to mine. Right. The definition of racism was you think because of characteristics and traits that someone is inferior to yours, Mm -hmm. which means you think you're superior. So on that definition, all of us have been or are racist on some level because we all want to be once again, in our sinful nature, mm-hmm. think that our culture is superior to someone else. Well, I'll take it further than that. We do that with our religions. Well, no, no <laughs> that's not. We're talking about racism. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm just but saying. No, it, is, just true. Saying. it like, is true. Again, we think our religion is better than other religions. Yeah, yeah, like we have the truth. Our denomination is better than other denominations. Right. So in essence, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you. I'm Go going to say every single person on some level, whether they act on it or not, is racist. Because there's part of them that thinks, yes, my culture is superior. Or have thought that. I'm not saying like right now, you're, because as a pastor, I do my best to shed that. Right. Because I, here's my thing. I am a follower of Jesus before I am Puerto Rican. Correct. I am a follower of Christ before I am American. Amen. I follow the cross, not the flag. I'm sorry. I know some of you are going to be upset with me with that. That's That's where I try to live my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work. I'll be <laughs> honest. It doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. But the definition of racism is you think your race is superior. Right. Well, again, this is, and, and this is where you, I want to And that was, prejudice. by the way, I, I was using some of your own I words, too. I, I, like, I like how you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, segue. That was a good segue. So so, so I want to share this quote. And, yeah, share and, that and, quote. And, and, and you, our listeners are, are going to catch on. I, I love quotes. 
I, I go through them. I like to analyze what people are saying, try to see what they're thinking. Uh, so you might hear a lot of quotes here and there. And if you heard the other podcast that I, I was a part of, um, you, you get quotes all the time. So here's the idea. Frederick Otto Hertz said this. At the heart of racism is the religious assertion that God made a creative mistake when he brought some people into being. Mm. I'll read that again. Mm. Frederick Otto Hertz said this. At the heart of racism is the religious assertion that God made a creative mistake when he brought some people into being. Mm. So if we're going to talk about racism and religion, which is kind of racism as it pertains to religion, because this is a religious podcast, right? We're talking about God and he made a mistake. Mm. This is what we're saying when we when we behave in a racist manner which is the conclusion then that a racist person is a bad person. Oh, run that one by me again. So, no, this is not a quote. This no, is just no, no, me no. analyzing this. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, religiously speaking, right, right. if a racist person, uh-huh. if someone behaves in a racist manner, mm-hmm. what makes you bad is that you're questioning mm. or you're stating that God, mm-hmm. the God that you serve, the God that you worship, the God that you follow, made a mistake when he created certain people. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's deep. And, and on some level, we do that with everything. Yes. Whether it's, whether it's on a race level or whether it's something that bad that's happened to you, we question God and mm-hmm. blame God for things that aren't, aren't his fault. Correct. <laughs> um, interesting. And I also, want, I also want to be careful how we do, do that as well because if we, we see someone who's blatantly racist, not blatantly racist, but has some racist tendencies, I have known some people who have had racist tendencies who I believe were very good people mm-hmm. overall. Right. They had some issues. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They judge people and, and, and they even said racist things. I've even had people say racist things about my own culture, about Puerto Ricans right in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know what? I didn't take it as a, I hardly ever take things, you know, personal. I'm like, Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I just shrugged it off. But, Part of the reason why I did shrug it off is because I knew there was value in that person, not only on a, you know, like God has value in everyone and he's trying to save everyone, but I had seen him do some amazing things and supportive things and loving things to people mm-hmm. who I knew he was just a little misguided when it came to certain cultures and religion and races mm-hmm. where if he, if, and that's the thing when we talk about even our own, our own judeo-christian history the jewish people were called by god yes and by the way they were a small insignificant nation that was not seen as superior but god blessed them and what started to happen like you said they started to think of themselves as superior because they had god right and so they're like well we're superior we're better than everyone right so then the gentiles and these heathens and we're better than all them because we serve the god of of heaven not realizing that it was God that was superior, not them. Correct. And he had to let them have some calamity so they can unlearn those uh, behaviors right. and those thoughts. So so here's 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 where where I'd, I'd like for us to go with this. Okay. What do you do when you run into a racist? <laughs> Me personally? Or just in general? I, no, I, no, no, no. I'm saying in general. This is this is kind of where I want us to land it, right? Because yeah. I... Maybe we're going to have to do a part two on this racism and just keep the conversation going. Yeah. But I think it would be great 
if if we could say when I run into a racist, it's not gonna I'm gonna battle them to try to change their idea and change their mentality because the only the only being that can change another being is uh, God. Mm. So the idea is, how about we show them the love of Christ? And I'll I'll, I'll say this forever, um, mainly in conversations with my friends, and all it's of all us right. are friends. The only way to change racism is through interpersonal loving relationships. Amen. It's the only way. I agree. We can't legislate it. We can't force someone to do it. We can we can legislate behaviors, but we can't legislate racism. Mm-hmm. It's just the way. It has to be, how do I connect with this person? And do I have, is that person getting enough connection points to be like, no, it's not just him that's a good Puerto Rican. It's all of them that are valuable and good. And it has nothing to do with the race. Um and so, yeah, it's it's through what we're doing here, sitting down face-to-face, having conversations, loving people. That's the only way to, to cure this because it's the only way we even have a relationship with God. And this is why we chose the name Diversity on a Hill. Oh, you're bra- what a brand are you? You're good at this branding stuff, Hey, man. I told you, I'm a company man. Man, you're really good at this. So the idea is, guys, we want to challenge you to be that light. On a hill. We do. We want you to be as diverse as our churches. And by the way, I'm proud to say that studies have shown that the Adventist church is the most diverse church in the world. That's right. And I'm proud of that statement. Does that yes, mean sir. we're perfect? No. Nope. Does it mean there's Far not racism it. in our church? No, there's nope. racism in our yes, church there as well. Is. There's all kinds of problems with it. But I love this church and I'm proud of it. But we need to be that shining light on the hill. And we need to make sure that even with the people we disagree with, even with the people that hate us, that we are able to be loving, that we are able to be civil, that we are able to shine the light of Christ in our hearts so that we can draw people to God. And not because we're superior, it's because God is superior. Amen. That's right. So hit us up. Hit us up uh, at our email address, diversity with the C on a hill at gmail.com. Once again, diversity on a hill at gmail.com. And also, you know, let us know what you think on Instagram. Yeah. Let me um, give you a little homework before we go. Go ahead. I, w- I want them to, to search through Acts. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to tell you where. Find the story of Peter and Cornelius. Find that story. Read it. And um, let us know what you think there. there. There's a lot of racial components there. And Peter is one of Jesus' disciples. That's right. So read about him and then, um, you know, kind of kind of process through that and all the questions we've kind of asked each other as well. I think you can learn a lot from that. Yeah, I'll tell you a secret. It's in Acts 11. Come on. I wanted them to search the scriptures. <laughs> well, let them, let them, you know, just in case they feel discouraged and search they can't find the it. the scriptures. <laughs> That's We're all supposed good. to implore people to search the scriptures. Go ahead. Search it, guys. Search it, guys. And enjoy and it. And then, I think it's Galatians. Paul talks about his confronting Peter on some of these issues. And it's interesting, his response to him. Somewhere in Galatians, all right? I'm not going to tell you the chapter. I, I won't want you to say search it. the scripture. All right, fine. I won't Actually, you can just away. Google nowadays. That's right. Yeah, whatever. It's that simple. All right, anyways, he was in the middle of our plug. Hey, know that we have an Instagram account as well, Diversity on a Hill. You can find us there. Before we sign off, Curcio is going to lift us up in prayer. You got it. Father, we thank you that you are the creator of all beings, and you love us all. And um, we thank you for how you were so diverse with us. And I just ask, Lord, that 
as we continue to have these conversations, we didn't get to any conclusion. We probably created more challenges than we answered uh, questions. But the truth is, we just want to lift you up so that you can draw everyone, every man, woman, child, every race, um, just everyone to you. Because ultimately, you are life and you uh, want to give us eternal life. So we thank you for your sacrifice on our behalf. We thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. We thank you for this opportunity to share. We can't wait to see you soon. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, this has been PJ. Grace and peace to you, and I'm out. All right, Pastor K here. Many blessings. Thank you.